You're listening to the Australian Army Training and Doctrine Podcast. This is Exercise Hamill 2016. There are 9,000 troops here from Australia, New Zealand and the United States and they're here on the edge of the outback in South Australia for three weeks of war games designed to put them to the test. I'm Captain Sharon Mascaldare and with me is Brigadier Mick Ryan, Director General Training and Doctrine with the Australian Army. He's the man behind this year's exercise. So Brigadier Ryan, the size and scale of this exercise, it's hard to put across because as we stand here, we can hear helicopters landing. We've had HMS Adelaide out on the water in front of us and we can see hundreds of soldiers moving into position here. So tell us what's going on. So what we've got here, Sharon, is thousands of troops from brigades and units from all across Australia. And they've had to come here uh, from a vast array of bases uh, from great distances and indeed many of the units that have come here have come from distances further away than the distance say from London to Moscow. So over a period of several weeks we assemble all the different army units and they consist of uh, infantry, engineers, helicopters, tanks, artillery, logisticians, communicators, headquarters units and we bring them here within a scenario this year we're having a bit of a stoush between East Coltania and West Coltania and uh, there's a political situation, military situation which we participate in but there's an underlying um, economic situation and information environment that we work within so that our soldiers are used to operating in a, a fairly contemporary environment with a uh, contemporary threat that they might have to face in future. So what is the point of the exercise? Because we've got so many troops out here. What are you hoping to achieve? Well, there's quite a few reasons we do this, Sharon. So first and foremost, it's about exposing our soldiers and leaders to a very contemporary operating environment and the types of contemporary threats that they might have to deal with on an operation. That may well be a low-level humanitarian assistance or disaster relief operation up to a fairly sophisticated near-peer warfighting environment with a, uh, a very sophisticated threat. Uh, But it's also about developing interoperability with our allies. We have US Army, uh, British Army, US Marines and New Zealand Army here. So we ensure that we can work more closely together when we have to deploy again on operations, as we have quite a lot in the last 15 years. It's about, within the Australian Army, building the cohesion of combined arms teams where we blend together infantry, engineers, artillery, logisticians, communicators in a single team focus on a single mission where they can be successful. But finally, and I think most importantly, this kind of activity is where we evaluate our high readiness organisation. And in doing so, we provide a level of assurance to the Australian government that should they call on the Australian Army for any mission, uh, regardless of where it is, uh, that we're able to do that. Now you talked about the fact we've got different nationalities here. So how does that actually work in practice? How do you get these different armies to work together as part of an exercise like this? Well, there's lots of lead up work that we do. Uh, We have people embedded in different armies around the world in the training schools as they do here, uh, especially with the US Army and the British Army. Uh, So we work together on a daily basis in many parts of the world. Uh, But developing that interoperability is about learning how to work together Uh, how our logistic systems connect, how our communication signals connect, 
but the most important thing that we share that helps all that happen is we have common values. Uh, we all come from societies that have very, very strong democratic values, uh, that have very strong professional military ethos, and that helps us work together. So even though we may have different weapons, different uniforms or different radios, that common set of values uh, underpins that strong working relationship and interoperability that we practice here on Exercise Hamill. Now, every year there are large exercises that happen in Australia and within the Asia-Pacific region that we're part of. What's different about this exercise? Why is it so important? Well, this one, first and foremost, what's different about it is this is the first time we've done a large-scale exercise of this type in Coltana. Uh, we've only just opened a large-scale expansion, which has massively increased the size of the training area. It's very different to where we traditionally undertake exercise Hamel on the East Coast. And that difference is good for our soldiers. It gets them used to different operating environments. Uh, this year as well, we've integrated both a live environment with up to 9,000 soldiers and a large-scale simulation. So there's a live and virtual uh, combination within the scenario that we're applying here. And finally, for the first time, we're bringing our division headquarters into the exercise. So we're elevating the scale, size and complexity of the operation, and it's the largest exercise Hamel that we've done. And in fact, as we look out here, I mean, we can just see some helicopters flying in right now, just across the horizon there, and we've got some trucks also taking part in some manoeuvres. I mean, you talked about it being the first time that we're having this exercise in Kaltana. How would you describe the landscape here and the environment? Why is it important to train here? Well, the landscape here, we've got uh, large expanses of rolling, pretty flat land, uh, not a lot of vegetation in, in large parts of the training area. There's some low salt bush. Uh, and over the last few weeks we've had a bit of rain, so it's a little bit boggy, uh, quite damp, uh, which poses challenges for cross-country movement, whether it's for wheeled vehicles or tracked vehicles. And it only reinforces the importance the, uh, of our helicopters that you can hear in the background here, and our tracked vehicles, especially the main battle tanks, which is such an important part of the Australian Army's combat capability. Uh, but we also have areas of the training area where there is a little bit of vegetation so it does change up a bit and it forces our commanders to really think about managing their detectability to the enemy force and ensuring that uh, they have a signature that's as low as possible whether it's a visual signature, a heat signature at night, uh, so camouflage, concealment, deception and all these kind of things which are within the intellectual domain uh, are very very important in this exercise. And how are the soldiers dealing with the conditions? Because of course for people within army, this is what you do. This is the kind of conditions you're used to working with. But for people outside in the general public, I mean, they might be quite surprised by the fact that soldiers are, are quite resilient, that they're able to deal with mud and rain for days and weeks on end. So what's the experience been like for them, this exercise so far? Uh, it's been very tough on the soldiers, uh, but it's all about developing, as you mentioned, that individual and team resilience. And that resilience is about being able to deal with uh, different climatic conditions, whether it's temperature, whether it's uh, wet conditions, dry conditions. But it's also the resilience to be able to respond to when things go poorly on the battlefield. Uh, when you're surprised, that engenders shock. And a resilient individual or resilient team is able to overcome that shock quickly and adapt and uh, then move on and be successful with whatever their mission might be. And you're talking about testing people in terms of the environment, in terms of overcoming shock as you describe it. How else are you testing them then? Because that's the point of Exercise Hamel, isn't it, is to test people. Well, we test uh, both individuals and teams at almost every level, from platoon all the way through to the divisional level. 
We test their capacity to anticipate. We test their ability to plan and respond to unforeseen events. Uh, we test their capacity to undertake the most basic drills, whether it's the conduct of a patrol, uh, the conduct of a resupply mission, the conduct of an aerial reconnaissance mission that you might hear in the background behind us. So there's multiple levels of testing. Now we underpin that with a combat training centre which uh, has observer trainers and instruments, all the equipment here. So we're able to not just make real-time observations, but we record what we see and we're able to play it back uh, over and over and then undertake after action review so we can learn the necessary lessons that a professional military organisation like the Australian Army must learn as it continues to seek it, to hone its capability. And how does an exercise like this directly relate to operations? How do the skills that are learnt here, the tests that are undertaken here, relate directly to people going out to the Middle East or indeed perhaps on humanitarian missions in the Asia-Pacific region? Well, what it does, it provides the foundational skill sets that our soldiers can use whichever operation they go on. The ability to plan, the ability to command, the ability to move, to shoot, uh, to see, to logistically support themselves. And then those foundational skills can be adapted across a range of different scenarios and environments. But at its heart, it gets back to building that individual and team resilience that is applicable regardless of where we find ourselves. And what about the reserve component? Because there's a quite a significant number of reservists here, isn't there, as part of Battle Group Jacker? There's some 800 of them. There's a very large number, well over 10% of people on this exercise are reserve members uh, from the Australian Army. And, and I say that very deliberately, we have a total force approach for the Australian Army. Regular and reserve members are part of a total army. Battle Group Jacker are an integral part of how the 1st Brigade, which is the primary training audience for this exercise, they're a key element of how they operate. They have gone on the journey to this exercise in partnership with their regular brothers and sisters in the 1st Brigade who are located in Darwin and Adelaide. Uh, and they will play an integral role on this activity just as their regular partners will in a total force construct. And what about the local community here? I mean, there have been open days in local towns in Wyala, Port Augusta, Port Pirie. What kind of an impact do you think Exercise Hamill is having on them? Well, you forgot Iron Knob there as well, Sharon. So the local people at uh, all four locations have been nothing short of magnificent. The support uh, that we've had from local communities has been fantastic. Uh, just the other night we had a great Army versus uh, Wyala basketball match on Saturday night, which went very well. Uh, I think we won the basketball but lost the tug of war. Uh, we've had open days, but our interaction with uh, the mayors of the towns, with the state police and the state government as well, has uh, indicated to us there's a great deal of support there for the army in this area. Uh, but we will reciprocate, obviously, by being responsible users of the training area, responsible users of public roads to ensure that we're able to uh, meet the training objectives we have, but do it in a safe way and work closely and collaboratively with local communities. So finally, Brigadier Ryan, what do you personally hope to get out of this exercise? I mean, what does this mean for you being here? Well, for us, it's about bringing a range of different units and organisations from all around Australia, indeed all around the world, orchestrating them uh, within the scenario of the exercise, evaluating our high readiness forces and having our soldiers go away knowing that they've participated in and succeeded 
in a very demanding activity. It should give them the confidence, both as individuals and teams, to understand that they're well trained and well prepared for whatever operation we might send them on. And it should provide our government with a great level of assurance that they have an army that's able to deal with whatever challenges that they might be presented with on operations. Brigadier Mick Ryan, Director General of Training and Doctrine with the Australian Army, thank you very much. This is Captain Sharon Muscledare reporting from Exercise Hamill 2016. This podcast is produced by the Australian Army and is copyright the Commonwealth of Australia.